And it is another week. This is Andrew Wood. I was about to say Executive Director of Hope Resource Center, that, but that's the other show. This yeah, is don't Andrew do that. Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Uh, Jason, how you doing, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. We didn't we didn't do the show last no, week. No, I I don't. I, I'm okay with saying it. I I I think I got hit by the Rona. The the Omni. Like it's been a good it's been a good long time now. Yeah. So we're all clear. You know that. <clears throat> Maybe. As I get a frog yeah. in my throat. That, <clears> throat. No, no. I'm I've actually been back and 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 you know did all the appropriate time things. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It hit me. I uh, I couldn't actually get a test. It was going to take me like two or yeah. three more days to get a test. Well, yeah, at that and point. so at that point, I was like, well, I'm just going to... I had been around multiple people that had had it, and I just decided we're just going to function as if I have it. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we've got kind of all things in our ducks in a row in terms of, uh, you know, making sure that, that the boys are safe and things of that sort. And so, yeah, it wasn't too big of a disturbance, but I didn't feel great for a few days. I guess there's a possibility that she had the flu. Yeah, it could have been. It's a possibility, too. But um, it's hard to know because, like I said, we did, we, we've had several staff members that have it, and so we're all kind of plugging along. But, man, I'm doing great now. Like, I, I, I didn't feel too terrible at any point, but, um, but man, I'm feeling great now. Yeah, I mean, th- this uh, new variant is uh, <laughs> is making it, you know, it's weird. We've... We've been in the, which I are we? I don't. I think it's safe to say we're not in the pandemic anymore. I, I think I think we're on the know. other side of it. Right. But but since the beginning, so and since twenty twenty, we're kind of the experts. I mean, we are. <laughs> uh, we've been calling for no. Uh, since since the beginning, back in twenty twenty, uh, you know, I've I've known people here and there that have gotten it, and then uh, I I never got it, and but right now, over the last probably a month. I've known more people oh, yeah. than at any point in time during yeah. the pandemic that have had it. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, I feel like I know more people currently that have it yeah. than I did for the first you know, yeah, year. Yeah, no doubt. You know, Which so. shows you that, it, it, you know, obviously it's it's more contagious. But but even UT did a video uh, earlier, uh, or I guess last week, and, and they were even showing the trend lines. And they were like, if you'll notice the the red line was the ICU admissions and they said you'll notice that is not uh moving at the trajectory that it did during delta right and so hospitalizations are up um but some of those are they they went to the hospital or something else they tested positive while they were there uh but the ICU admissions are not rising at the same pace and and yes we're i mean if more people are getting it you're going to you're going to have those right uh, hospitalization numbers go up, but the the thing to really look at now is death rates and and right. ICU admissions, and so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens moving forward. But but yeah, I mean I, I know more people now than at any point right uh, that have had it. I think probably <clears throat> excuse me again. I I would say probably the the biggest thing. Um, I mean just. Just to kind of elevate vanity, if we can, no, clearly not. Uh, but in the last couple of weeks, I mean, since you've seen me in studio, no beard. No beard, I, that's I, right. I, I, sh- I shaved my beard. You did. I mean, I feel um, no different. Absolutely shaved, no shaved different. your beard, you shed some pounds? Except for the biggest deal is I, um, I, I shaved my beard and then realized, oh, wait, I'm still coaching a baseball team through the middle of the winter, yeah. and we do practices outdoors for yeah. three days of seven days, three yeah. or seven days of the week. 
And uh, and I walked out the next day, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like my my face is cold. So so you put a mask very, on. No, so do you remember the very beginning yeah. of COVID when people were wearing gaiters? Yeah, yeah, which is really funny. Yeah, like really funny. And I was like, yeah. the tip top of it. I have if one. you think about yeah, it, you yeah. know, like if you think about <laughs> us all wearing gaiters, and now they're talking <laughs> about like like almost just a. I mean, the masks have to be so. <laughs> yeah efficient in order to like really i mean you know they've got to be so dense and all this other stuff and i'm basically just wearing a handkerchief over my face you know yeah exactly and i mean that's what i was doing and so uh like we had a couple like yeah like even baseball like cak baseball um uh you know gators that were made and things of the sort which is great so now i wear it for warmth for warmth yeah and it's fantastic and no one's gonna say anything because they're like well he's like oh man maybe i appreciate his being healthy i don't know what he's doing uh yeah it's it's an interesting thing we we have what what i've been following over the last uh little bit is you know there there's been if you if you watch the pandemic so there's been one segment of folks that have been since the beginning uh, let's just say naysayers, let's okay, say it sure, in a nice sure. way. Okay, so just, you know, screaming from right. rooftops about everything. And then you had the, the uh, another group of folks that are like, uh, put your mask on, put a shield over your face, yeah. make sure you uh, don't go anywhere, wear right. gloves everywhere. So you have both of those extremes. extremes. Right. And then you have people in the middle that are like, I don't know. This yeah. week I wore. I remember at one point in time I was pumping gas and I put gloves on. Like, and I think I think back to that and I go, "What was I doing at the beginning?" At the beginning, yeah. Now listen, but but I just put on a pair of just normal like 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 uh, snow gloves. Yeah, like snow gloves. which you think about if yeah. indeed it's being passed by yeah. by surface. I mean, there's nothing worse. Than, I mean, I didn't like immediately take the gloves, go home, no. and like throw them in the hot, no, you know, no. hot wash machine. Like, no, like no. I just put a pair. Now I will say, I I put on like uh, rubber gloves, okay, and so then threw them away in the better. trash can after I. Used I did them. not do that, but I remember like in those moments because it was early. We didn't know. No, no one no. knew at that point. And we're not making fun. No, of anybody. Like, we're making fun of ourselves. Yeah, and, and so it. and so you had. You had both sides. You, you have people like, oh, I'm going to go out and lick the gas pump, yeah, uh, or I'm going to never go out again. And so you have those extremes. It will then you not have, require yeah. gas usage. Then you have people yeah. in the middle that are like, I, I really change week to week. <laughs> you know, it, it's not a big deal. And then somebody in the family gets it, and it's like, oh, it's the biggest deal of all. And yeah. so you, you change week to week. What I've been seeing over the last little bit is some of the folks that were on the – I saw an interview the other day, and the girl was like, in the beginning, I was having everything delivered, and I would wash all of oh, yeah. it, the yeah. boxes, the stuff that I got out yeah. of it. Like, she was on the extreme side of caution. Yeah, wiping down the And she said, yeah, I'm done. None of that is – I'm done with all of that. Yeah. And so she's now joined the other camp. And a, <laughs> and a huge piece of that, most likely, that person's been vaccinated. Sure, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. They feel she much more that, comfortable yeah. with it. And, you know, the, the truth is you got a lot more information now. You just didn't know. I mean, we didn't even really know. I, I think back, in fact, I was just reflecting on this uh, a couple of days ago. I mean, you just think about, like, for that first week. Remember when all those basketball games started getting canceled yeah. and things of that sort? I mean, it was we canceled like, March Madness. Yeah, like, you just didn't know. And it's not even necessarily that was the right or wrong decision. I'm not saying that. 
it was just this like, oh my goodness, what is happening? You know. Well, well and, and, so. and that's the thing. That's been what that's what's been interesting watching as as more information comes out. You know, then not too long ago, you had NCAA come out and say, uh, if you had COVID, that will now act. You will will see you as the same as someone vaccinated. So right. they're they're recognizing natural immunity, uh, which we. For a long time, now we were one of the few countries in the world that that had n- no recognition of natural immunity, right. and so NCAA is one of the first large organizations. Now some people say, "Well, they're doing that for money." Well, regardless, they're one of the first large organizations to say we're going to start looking at that. And then NFL, as of late, yeah. came out and said, "No more testing of everybody." There's not going to be all a the difference, time. yeah, between the two here. And yeah. so, in terms of, uh, and so, it's an interesting. Think because they're going to have to, you know, and people are going to dump on them and say, "Oh, it's a money." Look, well, first off, they do have to make money. Right. I mean, and and and, and so they're, some of these decisions are going to have to be made, and they're going to be tough, tough decisions. Uh, the so so I don't know. I don't know what it all is going to shake out. I mean, we we have seen um, since we're kind of talking about politics, we have seen. I don't. It's been an interesting first year for for President Biden. Yeah. Uh, if you look at where I mean, I saw I saw an interview yesterday on uh, or Meet the Press, the Meet the Press guy. What's his name? Yeah, uh, that guy. Meet the that Press guy. guy. Uh, <clears throat> and they were looking at polls, and they said the first poll that that uh, Biden's approval rating right now is at forty three percent. Uh, which points to what they – this was their technical term they used, a shellacking. Chuck Todd. <laughs> Chuck Todd, that's it. So they said uh, that points to typically a shellacking. That was the technical term yep. they used in the midterms. And then they said uh, 5%. So so this is NBC. This isn't Fox News. This right. isn't Ben Shapiro. This is NBC, Chuck Todd. They said the poll said 5% of the nation believe Biden did better than they thought he would in the first year. 5%. Yeah, that's not great. And so uh, it's going to be, now you have Russia that's, and I Ukraine. It's a combination and, of things. I mean, you got, yeah, and we're, and we're definitely going to yeah, get in. I, I, mean, think we, I think today we need to get into a, a little bit of the Russia-Ukraine issue. I'll, I also think, um, you know, we probably need to just acknowledge a little bit about this bill that, could not get past, you know, uh, yeah. and, and the filibuster and all the things yeah. that, that have come through. But I, I, I think there's a combination of things. And, and this is really the, the maybe the most unfortunate piece of, of all. Listen, anyone who's listened to our show for long enough, uh, you know, probably understands that, that we are both, uh, you know, conservative in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but here's the honest to goodness truth. I don't ever want to see someone who is genuinely seeking the betterment of our country fail. Sure. Now, yeah. there's a big difference between what we think the betterment of our country right, is. Right. And, and that's one thing you're there. But but I do I do struggle a little bit with when we see certain things that feel like maybe it would be helpful. Like like it would be helpful even if a certain bill doesn't get passed or it would be helpful if a certain thing doesn't go forward. Like, wouldn't it be helpful for our country to have a little bit of unity? You know, but, I mean, it's like just this idea that, like, we genuinely do, we we revel in someone's failures. Yeah. And, and so, again, listen, I want to be very, 
I under, I can I can hear the listeners right now and in their thoughts running through like listen we are, we we get it there's certain things that we would say are are risks of our liberties risks of certain freedoms risks of life risks of things of that sort that we're going to support and stand for and we want to see things like that fail on the other hand you just wonder how much of those numbers are just generally connected to maybe this is the heart of what I'm trying to get at is it generally connected to the the lack of unity in our country and just the division that well, exists? I think, I think it's that. I think it's also fatigue, man. Yeah. I, I think people are just tired. Yeah. They're, they're, um, they're tired. I, there's a lot of people that were tired of the last president. Sure. And, uh, and we, we saw that in the election. Uh, I think right now what you have is a weird thing where people who identify as left-leaning and identify as right-leaning – are going, hold on, we we need to talk more about what's happening in schools. We need to talk more. I mean, now you have people, you were talking about unity. You you do have people on the left and people on the right saying our kids should be in school. Sure. And and then uh, and then you then you have like conversations that are coming out out of D.C. and uh, and the president, you know, finally had a press conference that lasted two hours, but not a lot was accomplished there in. But it's fatigue. It's yeah. like okay, we're 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 tired of lockdowns. We're tired yeah. of uh, COVID. And then I think about like people say that are in California, looking across the nation and going, "Hold on, Tennessee is like <laughs> living their life." Yeah, that's exactly. Or right. yeah, uh, are people in New York going to Florida for vacation and saying this is like a different planet? Yes, yes. The way they are getting to to live and operate, and so. There's fatigue that come with that of, of hold on, I, you know, I've, I've never been, you know, people may be saying I've never been politically motivated or involved in politics, but this doesn't make sense to I me. Th- I think there's a piece, too, where I think people are beginning, now, now not everyone, but I think there are some people that are beginning to to find themselves just weary of of just the extremes. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I would encourage you, you know. What, what, who would you deem, and I know we we're, we're up on it, but if you were to say the far right sure. media outlet, like would you say Fox or would you say... See, I wouldn't I wouldn't call them far right. Yeah, They're definitely sure. right leaning. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. But, so let's just put Fox. Yeah. Let's say CNN. Same story. MSNBC, you can find yeah, yeah, you could find far right, far left, further. But I would encourage you at some point just to look at the same story on those two different outlets, yeah. and you'll see the way... That our emotions are being manipulated and things of that well, sort. Or, or look at headlines told. of similar stories now versus similar stories when we had another president. Right. And you'll see really clear, oh, there's an agenda. And here. I think people are catching yeah. on to some of that. And so it creates a little bit of hesitancy. Hey, listen, we're going to talk about maybe some more like, uh, uplifting things when we come back. That's uh, Neil Diamond. Yeah, that's good stuff. Normally we... we I make up the artist, but you can't do that with no album. No. So yeah. If you were to give me, if you were to give me one other Neil Diamond song that you enjoy, do you have anything? Hmm. No. Coming to America. Oh, I yeah. mean that was a big one. When, <laughs> that is when a good we, one. We had the, it was like the theme of the Winter Olympics. I'll just be honest. I, my dad had Neil Diamond albums growing up. I, did, I wasn't a song, fan. Song, song, blue. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. Blue. I wasn't a fan. And I, and actually, if I'm honest, everybody. I'm really, I'm really surprised. You, you know song, his music. Song. Blue. No, don't know. 
something. Uh, yeah, it sounds like weeping you're a like fan. a willow. Yeah. You know what? Over the weekend, I uh, I told Alexa to play some '90s country music. Yeah. And I want to just talk about how our brain operates. Okay. So I, I told uh, Alexa. Are we talking about Alexa, or are we talking <laughs> well, about our actual brain? Our actual brain. Okay. Because sometimes uh, one just, day, one day we'll be plugged I into allow Alexa. Alexa just yep. to beat my brain. So I told her to play a song. Uh, I told her to play some music by Chris Cagle, great country artist from the '90s, um, and and also a, a country artist from the '90s that many people probably don't even know, named James Bonamy. Okay. And uh, he had a song called "I Don't Think I Will." I haven't listened to that song probably since the 90s. I mean, it's been a long time, 20-plus years. And yet. And as soon as it started, every single word immediately popped in my head. And I sang it to my girls, and they just looked at me like, how do you remember those words? And I was like, I don't know. It's it's weird what music does in our brain, how it just sticks with us. Yep. And, And the Chris Cagle song, like I sat down and put Charlie in my lap. And I acted like she was a guitar, and she would have let me do that for an hour. We did three songs, and I was like, okay, this is like yeah. now getting weird. And she's yeah. like, no, keep playing. And I was like, well, I mean, I do remember all these songs. But it, it is weird how the brain tucks those lyrics away. It's bizarre. And then they just immediately come back up. Well, you know, they say, and they. <laughs> there you go. They say. You know, I, or at least I've been told uh, or read or heard. I don't know. But I have, I, I know for a fact I've been, uh, I've at least, you know, thought this, uh, which is before like a, uh, like a big test yeah. or things of that sort or something that like I really wanted my mind to be really focused, mm-hmm. um, that they say for you to listen to a song or listen to music that you know the lyrics to. Really? Hmm. And so it kind of like gets your brain firing on all cylinders yeah so i don't know that makes sense i mean that's why clearly i didn't listen to any music uh, on the way here today because i am i am off yeah well while gavin is learning (laughs) and we homeschool he's listening to alexa either a book or or music uh the other day he was uh a travis tritt song came on the radio It's it's a great day to be alive which is one of his best and gavin started singing and i was like buddy how do you know that song and he said, uh, it came on one day on Alexa, and I liked it, and I just told her to keep playing it over and over and over. Unreal. And I thought, he is my DNA. That's exactly right. What about um, Meatloaf? Yeah, that's sad. Did I, you did you ever, I mean, you're younger than I am, uh, and I would say I was, I was on the very end of, like, I mean, truly his career. Like, I remember... Uh, I can do it. Yeah, so so I was going to say that song. Yes. When that song came out, that was 90s. Right. right you know, and, and so when that song came out, I thought that was Meatloaf. Like, it was Meatloaf, but yeah. I was like, oh, he's a new artist. Yeah. Because I didn't know any of his previous <laughs> stuff, but he'd been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. By the 90s. Yeah. And but he when that softened song, over yeah, the years. Yeah, when that song came out, I thought, oh. Like oh, it's a new guy. Yeah. Uh, he also and I don't did he ever. And I may be making something up. Okay, uh, which so. is possible. Uh, been, whenever heard. I heard that song or whenever I would see him, I would get in the mind of Beauty and the Beast. Him, oh, him being the Beast. 
<laughs> and I don't know why. That does feel like there's some. Did he ever play? We're going to check on that in the break. We're going to check on that during the break. A little bit minute. I mean, I hope I'm not just putting that on him. Yeah. Now I will say I don't know if I had actually seen him in many years because. I, I guess in my thought, I was I was going to see a picture towards the end of his life, and he was going to have the same like long hair long and you know, stuff. But no, I mean no, he was like yeah. like look like a dude, he, like just a normal dude, yeah. you know. And uh, but man, that guy had a voice. Yeah, he did. I, I didn't really realize it uh, until actually just this past weekend. I went back and listened to some stuff, which yeah. is like, you know, what all did he have, and you know, some of the lyrics, things that sort of were questionable. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting, point is, uh, interesting name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, that guy had a voice. And there, I'll tell you what he did a he did a rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. At the MLB All Star Game, I think it was the MLB All Star Game. And man, was it good? You're like, I mean, this guy's like making the stadium quake. I mean, it's yeah. just like it is just flat out powerful voice, a lot like ours. It, very similar. I mean, I've been people have told me for a long time. You know what you, you make remind me of? Quake. Meatloaf. <laughs> And I just took it to mean the singer, but yeah, who knows? It yeah, could have meant something it was weird. else. Yeah, they're like yeah. you make things quake <laughs> and shake, and like, yeah. and you're a lot like meatloaf. You're a lot like meatloaf. And like, oh, okay, oh, wait a Thanks. minute. Now so much. it doesn't feel quite as yeah. good. Yeah, so, so it's a uh, wow. yeah. That's sad. We we are we're of the age now where some of the people we grew up listening to, watching, are are yeah. passing away. I saw something the other day. You know, Betty White passed. Uh, she was older. Than Martin Luther King Jr. She was older than some other folks that had passed away a long time ago. Yep. And it's just crazy to think. Like, yeah. They, well, imagine some of those folks still being around. Yeah. And right. I mean, just to really, I've always thought. I mean, of course, certainly someone like Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, wow. You think about, uh, you know, uh, JFK. I mean, yeah. you think some of these people, like, what would it have looked like, and how how would have even history changed in some ways? But then also, you just think about like. People like I just think about Elvis. Yeah. What would it have been for Elvis to be seventy-five? You yeah. know, like what would it have been for Elvis to be eighty-five? I mean, who, who knows? Well, he, uh, he's still alive. Well, of course. I mean, yeah, I saw him at a gas station. He's still a few around. Ago, him but. and Tupac are just hanging. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's it's uh it's it's weird seeing seeing those things those things happen. And uh, I tell you what is a blast from the past. And I know we're going to get into Russia and yeah. Ukraine, but a blast from the past that feels like it's come back around. Lady Vols basketball. My gosh. I yeah. mean, we are back. Number one. Come on. We are like, we are back. We are like literally a projected number one seed in the tournament. Yeah. We're like now like number four or five in yeah. the nation based on, you know, like uh, uh, most every poll. Number one in the SEC right now. I mean, it's like Pat Summit. So uh, good to see it. Back in the day, yeah. you know, and man, it is, uh, it's exciting. So, yeah, we're old, older, oldish. But uh, some things come back. Yeah, it's nice, and and I think uh, I think the football program's going to come back too. I hope so. I mean, I, well, over the weekend, uh, Heifel was in front of the, the basketball at the basketball game, and he said, "When I came here a year ago, I thought this was the best place for sports. Now that I've been here a year, I know. I'm like, wow, that is that was solid. Pay the man." Yeah, that is, is uh, be that is a solid quote. Which is going to be unfortunate when he says that in two years somewhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, when I came to Nebraska, it was... No! When I no! went back to Oklahoma... Yeah, oh, yeah. man. 
Alabama, which I didn't right? realize he was quite the quarterback. Yeah, won the national a, championship. A, yeah, and he was a, a Heisman runner-up. I went and looked at some old uh, highlights of his, and I was like, oh, that does not look like the same man. No, no, <laughs> no. But then again, people say the same about him. So uh, it is what it is. I'm yeah, trying, what, wouldn't that trying. wouldn't that crush you? It would crush me if I was like <laughs> runner-up for the Heisman, that type of athlete. Yeah. Okay, and then. I become a coach years down the road. Now yeah. I'm recruiting kids that don't even know I played. And and then it gets out that, oh, you were runner-up for Heisman, and they go, oh, I didn't even know you You're played like, oh, really? football. Yeah. That's, 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 Would that not crush that your soul? That does a couple things. One, you realize, man, I'm old. But two, it puts you on the treadmill pretty quick, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, um, I have a, a great friend. We made a trip to India a few years ago. And uh, he had just lost a bunch of weight. He, he had just lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> and, and as best I can tell, I mean, he never had any, any athletic yeah. past, like none. Like, I mean, he started working when he was like 14, uh, you know, was kind of in the corporate world, eventually ended up getting to ministry, the whole deal. Um, and he had put on a bunch of weight in his young career, and then, you know, I don't know, he's probably 40 at the time, 35, 38, I don't know, somewhere at the time, and lost a bunch of weight. And we went to India, and of course, cricket yep. is a huge deal in India. And they, uh, he gets off the bus, and a guy comes up to him and he says, Are you a cricketeer? <laughs> and my friend just looks at him and says, Thank you. And why? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to lie. I just said thank you. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're going to jump into this Ukraine Russia stuff. Not for too long, but we're at least going to dig into it a bit when we come back. You know, I'm mad at myself for knowing every word to this song. Spice Girls. Um, for whatever reason, whatever reason, those lyrics are also stuck away in my brain. And just for a quick follow-up. This is important. It is very important. I did a quick Google search. And in 2000, was it, what year, 2009? I, I don't no know. Idea. Anyway, I will do anything for love. Meatloaf did a video for that song where he dresses the beast. Yes, I'm currently watching it. I'm, I'm currently watching it on YouTube. It's super weird. It is in very weird. a couple weird. places... Probably a tad inappropriate, and I'm going to turn it off. Well, there you go. So I wasn't wrong. Uh, there is a connection to Beauty and the Beast. I, I, I wasn't just no, throwing I did not think shade was, at meatloaf. I did not think it was crazy. I felt like I had yeah. some recollection. Well, that well. long mullet that he had was just made for that. Speaking yeah. of, I spoke at a uh, a church this past weekend, and I won't I won't out anybody, but there was a dude in the crowd Stellar. that had, I mean, Joe Diffie. Would be proud An of this mullet. mullet. It was it was like a mixture of Joe Diffie and Travis Tripp mullet it, of the nineties. It was awesome, impressive with a little gray in there, a little Marty Stewart gray, oh. salt and pepper in there. I'm naming all kinds of country artists that Jason is just looking at me like I don't no, no, know who they are. But for the uh, but yeah, it's uh, a great mullet. So what better way to transition from that from mullet to, to Russia and Vladimir Ukraine? Putin. Yeah, Vladimir Putin. So. Russia and Ukraine are... Uh, the whole story would be better if he had a mullet. <laughs> it would. I don't that, think that he's balding. Yeah. yeah uh, sure is. You know, if you're in Russia, don't tell him that. But uh, <laughs> but we we live in a free country, so we right. can say that. Um, so what is going on in your... You know, you, you have a great job of... Or do a great job of kind of always simplifying 
the dynamics. Yeah, I mean, I think on? there's been an issue with, with Ukraine even after the Soviet Union collapsed. So uh, Ukraine kind of did their own thing, and, and there's been ups and downs for a while. Uh, Russia sees this as a, uh, a power play. Like, look, we see this as our territory, and no one's going to tell us otherwise. And, and, uh, and I think, frankly, they, they see now's the time. They're not going to get any pushback. And even in our country, you have, you have some very staunch conservatives who for years the conservative movement was kind of also made up of people that were all about nation building around the world. But you have right. staunch conservatives now going, we don't need to send a single soldier over there. That has nothing to do with us. Let them work it out. And then you have other folks saying, well, hold on. If we let them work it out, what if China gets involved? What if, what, what, what's going to – where's the line? Right. And then, and then in the press conference last week that, that President Biden did, that lasted two hours, he even said at one point, uh, you know, I, we don't want to see that between Russia and Ukraine, but if it's a small incursion, then and, – and the Ukraine president, like, tweeted out, hey, so – Small encouragement, that would be a problem talk, for us. Talk to me about what yeah. you're deeming as a small and, and so And so I think, I think that's where people are concerned of are we, are we lighting, are we throwing kindling on the fire? Yeah. Where Russia is going, you know, we're going to call their bluff. We're going we're gonna to station tanks. We're going we're gonna to do all this. Are we going to get any pushback from a major power in the world? Now, I, and right now, that pushback's been very, very—I uh, mean, small. Even to the point where I saw—and uh, this is this takes us back to Afghanistan, yep. where we weren't able to get everybody out, and now the State Department is saying we can't promise we're going to be able to get all American citizens out of Ukraine. Yes, we're that. we're evacuating uh, diplomats and ambassadors and, and governmental staff. But if you are a citizen of America and you're in Ukraine right now, you need to get a commercial flight out of there. And that, that to me, if I was a citizen of this country and I happen to be in Ukraine and my State Department said, it, you're, it's up to you, get a commercial flight out, I would, that would be concerning. Sure. Uh, and so, again, I think this just plays into those that have said this administration is, is not – uh, you know, kind of being the the world power that we should be. Does it appear that they're? Uh, I mean, are, are we talking about? I understand from from the perspective of Russia. I mean, they're moving in troops and mm-hmm. and everything else. But at least what I have heard, and and to be very very clear, like I am probably under informed on this particular situation. Uh, it feels like the kind of response that I have heard described more frequently <laughs> has been even even but from the United States and and you know other partners has just been more economic than than acts of force. Am I misunderstanding that, yeah. or has there been a little <laughs> bit of both? I mean, I'm sure a ton of it is. You know, you, you gotta gotta bark the bark a little bit. Well, know, that and then and then also, if you'll remember, uh, a few years back, Russia annexed Crimea, so that kind of galvanized public support for Ukraine. Uh, and then Ukraine's so I'm I'm reading that a uh, there's an article kind of walking through this. Ukraine's government has said it'll apply for uh, European Union membership in 2024. They also want to join NATO, so they're kind of they want to be free and, and kind of do their own thing. Um, Obviously, uh, people in Ukraine have have negative thoughts of, of Vladimir sure. Putin. Sure. Uh, 
Putin's decision to engage in a military buildup along Ukraine is connected to a sense of uh, impunity. Putin also has experience dealing with Western, Western politicians who champion Russia interest and become engaged with Russian companies once they leave office. Uh, and so Putin is just saying, look, I, I'm, we're going to get what we can get. Yeah. And, and if we're not going to get pushback, we're going to, we're going to move forward. And, uh, in several instances, it says here, Putin has seen that some leading Western politicians align with Russia. These alliances can prevent Western countries from forging a unified front to Putin. Um, and, and so th- they're saying Putin's in game. Uh, Putin views Ukraine as part of Russia's sphere of influence, a territory rather than an independent state. This sense of ownership has driven the Kremlin to try to block Ukraine from joining the EU and NATO. So that's what he, if, if they join the EU and NATO, they are going to be seen as an independent state. Yeah, he doesn't sense. want it. It's, it's very similar to what China and, and Taiwan, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of the, a very similar thing. And, and uh, I think we... Just to to bring some uh, levity to this, I do think the the most levity is when you said a few minutes ago, as you remember, you know, Russia tried to annex Crimea. Yeah, I I, I don't remember. Yeah, well, they did. So okay, got it. And uh, continue on. And another thing to say is, a lot of people are scared of Vladimir Putin, but please remember. His last name is Putin. If he'd have played baseball <laughs> on my baseball team and on the back of his jersey it said Putin, number seven, he, I, trust me, he would have never become what he there's is a lot, today. There's a lot of things that could be said there. <laughs> so uh, from a perspective, and, uh, and you know, again, we just are not going to jump too deep into this, but from a perspective of our listeners, I know we have a worldwide audience, but the majority... A lot of people in the State Department are, are listening. Know, those of us that are here in the United States, those mm-hmm. of us that are Christ followers, you know, is there anything that we just kind of keep in perspective when we see these global events, how we connect it back to our faith or just to the kind of a Christian worldview? Yeah, for me, it's, a, it's easy for us to say, oh, send troops, or, or this is an easy decision. This is not an easy decision. Whether the president's a Republican or a Democrat or, or, or whatever, right. this is not an easy decision. And, and just saying send troops, well, you can't just say that either. I mean, that, that's like people's sons and daughters and, and fathers right. and mothers and, and trying to deal with what that looks like. Uh, I, I even got a text over the weekend of somebody that said, are we about to go to World War III? Like, there are people reading this and thinking through this, uh, and I just wrote back, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but time will tell, which I don't yeah. know if I gave you much comfort in that. But but I, I, I do think that, that we as believers, we're, we're quick to jump and, and throw our opinions out there, but we're very slow to pray yeah. for our leaders and for our soldiers and for the people of, of Ukraine and, and for uh, the things that are happening around our globe. And And frankly, like if you're the president, you're dealing with, I mean, think of what you have to juggle. You're dealing with a pandemic. You're dealing with uh, states that aren't happy with you. You're dealing with two senators uh, that are in your own party that are saying we're not going to go in line with what you're doing. You're dealing with Ukraine. You're you're dealing with natural disasters and snow and fires and and tornadoes and hurricanes and and all of those things, school boards and and Supreme Court decisions. And and so you're, you're having to juggle all those things. 
when really something comes up like this and you're like, yeah, I, it really would be nice if I could put all my efforts to focus on this, well, but this, I can't. This feels specific. You know, I, I probably got a little tongue-tied earlier just talking about, you know, do we do we – do we want to see our politicians fail? I mean, on this one, which, what person in their right mind wants to see our president fail on an issue related to Russia? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You're like, like we, we, want, we, we need a good resolve to this, you know, because ultimately it is not good for anyone if we cannot figure this thing out with wisdom and we cannot handle ourselves appropriately. I mean, it's not good for anyone. No, and, 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 and so why would we want him to fail on it? I mean, we, we, we want this thing to be as resolved and as buttoned up as best as it possibly can, and it's not going to be perfect, and it's not going to be clean, and it very well may not ever even be able to be good. But, man, we don't want it just to be disastrous. Well, and the, and the, It's the same thing with Afghanistan. We didn't want it to be disastrous. It, right. it, it, it kind of turned out like that, but right. it was – but if, the frustrating part for me, if you, follow, if you have followed politics, if you'll remember when Mitt Romney was running against Barack Obama, in one of the debates, Mitt Romney talk, talked about Russia in particular and said they are the biggest threat to our nation and to the world. And, people and, and Barack Obama looked at him and said, the 80s have called and they want their foreign policy back. Correct. And everybody mocked Mitt Romney. Correct. So it makes you, you know, Mitt Romney's not doing this, but it makes you wonder if he's sitting with his wife tonight going, I mean, I tried to tell him. I might, I might want to shoot a quick tweet I out tried there. to tell him. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, but again, there's so many things to look at and so many things to deal with. It is difficult. So what I would love to see is politicians not trying to dunk on each other, but really get out in front of this and go, hey, we need to put our heads together and figure out what the best path is yeah. moving forward okay. uh, to prevent World War III or to prevent the, the unnecessary taking over or killing of innocent people in Ukraine. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the Just coming days. Just that simple. We solved it. There you go. We're good. We yeah. solved it. We'll talk more when we come back. That's good. You know, I'm sure if, when we, if you were to listen to that entire song, that, that particular phrase would make sense. Yeah, but because I'm sure it's not about just a break in, just a break in. Yeah, <laughs> there's just a stranger in here, and he's in his closet, scared out of his mind, writing the lyrics. There's a he's talking to 911. There's a stranger in my house. He's like, you know, just reflecting on this moment. I'm gonna write a song. Yeah. Hey, They're uh, like, oh, is that about your girl? Nope, nope. It's about somebody breaking in my do house. We need to go ahead and make a decision today. Related to next week's show, okay? Because I, I don't, I, I just need to kind of prepare my heart, and, okay. and I need to because we put countless hours of yes, show true. prep into That's this true. thing. So I need to be thinking: Are we planning on giving any attention to the Winter Olympics? Because they are going to start, I think, they do start like the Thursday or Friday of next week. Yeah, I mean. Like, do we need to, like, decide our favorite? I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, I've seen some people say, oh, we need to boycott them and and whatever. Uh, I probably am not going to watch, not because, look, China does some terrible things. But if I I can be transparent with our audience, I'm probably not going to watch just because I don't. Because you don't like I'm just not going to watch. That is, you know, it's not, it's not a, like a political statement. It's not motivated by anything. I need you to be thinking, you know? though, if you had to determine. You don't need to 
you've got a full week to okay. determine, but I'm going to need you to decide if you, this is going to be the question, if you were going to attempt mm. to, well, no, let's not even do it this way. If you could start over yeah. from the, you know, like development things, and you were going to be a winter Olympian, okay. wow. what sport you would do it in. I think I always know, already know the answer, well, but so I'll, you can't we'll just say or, ice hockey. That's so no, easy. I wouldn't. Okay, no, I no, wouldn't no. say that. Okay, those um, people miss a lot of teams. Yes, exactly. That so ain't for me. it should also be noted that we might have a repeat of Cool Runnings. Did that's you ever true. see Cool Runnings? Yes, I did. Of course, uh, I did. And Jamaica, yeah, qualified. Yeah, I mean they're probably not going to win. But. No, they they had got, actually got the last spot in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I will say another interesting tidbit about uh, bobsledding. They're the the women's CrossFit champion, who's been the CrossFit champion for the last five years, right? Uh, Tia is her name. She's okay. from, I believe, she's from Australia. Okay, I may be wrong on that. She's her bobsledding team. She like just picked this up as like recently. Oh yeah, and they're oh, they're yeah, going to be in the. It happens. They're going to be in the Olympics. Also, but she's just, a freak athlete. That helps. Sure. I also want to comment that. Like, I'm not a big Tommy, like, I'm sorry, I'm not a big Ralph Lauren, yeah. like, okay. fashion guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't dislike sure. it. Like, like, it's popular. Yeah, like, I don't dislike yeah. it. It's just not necessarily my style. But I'm not going to lie. Every time I see the yeah. Winter Olympics it and they come out in that, looks good. I'm like, I, I don't even good. have, I mean, we get a combined three yeah. inches of snow all season. But I really want to walk around in yeah. that snow outfit yeah, that they have. Good. It's pretty sharp. It looks good. You know, the That's why that next week I will be walking in in the full there you USA snowsuit. I saw, a, speaking of Ralph Lauren, so that makes me think about polos and polo shirts. And I saw a meme the other day, and they were like, it's, uh, it's 1999, and you're about to go out on a night on the town. And you put your polo on, and you think, you know what, this, this needs something else. So you put your other polo on over top of it. <laughs> <laughs> with your cargo shorts, <laughs> your flip flops, and it's like, oh my gosh, why did people? Uh, why do we do that? There was people that did that. Yeah, it's one thing to wear multiple. What was the knockoff? Knights of the Round Table. What? No, no. Just which which brand polo had the little horsey guy? Yeah, with the polo. yeah. Like and the I think Knights of the Round the... Table was like the goodies brand. Oh, I'm uh, sure of that. And then you had, oh, I need to think about yeah, all of well, those. Well, the, you yeah. knew it was knockoff because you would wash it and dry it, and you could never get the collar <laughs> to do what you wanted it to do ever again. Ever. <laughs> ever again. again. So what you did is you just uh, never now, washed it. What's a bit about option? You invest into the one polo. Yeah. Okay, like the true sure. like polo. Yeah, that's the outside one. And then you go with Knights of the Round Table okay. as your undershirt. That's right. But, man, once those polo collars get off, it is bad news. there's no getting them back. Yeah, they I were actually, they were also really I, I bad. Mean, we are now in 2022. Uh, and you're wearing one. And well, yeah, and I'm wearing a polo today. And I, as I walked out the door today, I thought the collar just doesn't work for me. It's yeah, just not, the, it the, just doesn't work great. The polo's also a danger that you have with a polo or shoulder nipples that we talked about before. <laughs> you hang those on the hanger, and you can tell they've been hung on the hanger. So you have to really be careful with. With polo, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing a bit of a of a of a thing that's happening in recent days. I mean, again, this is this is breaking news okay. type stuff, but but because I have been losing a little bit of weight, yeah, um, I've I've ventured into wearing a couple sweaters sure. that I wasn't wearing previously. Yep. yep. 
Well, those sweaters haven't been worn in a year or so. Of course. They got a little dusty. Yeah. And so I put them on and immediately, like, sneeze fest. Yeah. Just sneeze fest. So we've got shoulder nipples. Yep, polo. And we've got we got polo collars. Dusty sweaters. we got dusty sweaters. Hey, we're going to start a brand. I like call, it. It's going to be called Dusty Sweaters. <laughs> or, or, or that's my new name as a country artist. There you go. So, hey, friends, we appreciate your time. It may have been a waste of yours, but I hope not. We're always grateful for each and every one of you. If we can ever serve you in any way, please reach out. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week.